0: honour of Rosie and Sven's forthcoming, well, in 18 years' time, wedding, and Sven arriving in furry shorts. Note to the dim, and I mean this in a loving way, the Viking Disco Inferno dance goes stamp, stamp to the left, left leg kick, kick, arm up, stab, stab to the left, and horn. As the piece de it, Massimo, lead singer and love god that I have been dreaming of and longing for, asked me to go outside, and said, "'So, Signorina Georgia, I am a free man for you, "'if you still want for us to go out.' "'Keep in mind that he said it in his gorgy-porgy, land accent, "'looking at me like I was a sex kitty.'" Scene two. Just as I was experiencing swoon-city and melty pantaloonies, a car pulled up, and Robbie, the original sex god, got out. The one who'd left me and gone to kiwi a land to snog marsupials and so on for the rest of his life. Not. Scene three. After a moment of silence, I said, in a quick-thinking and casual way, Oh, hello, Robbie, do excuse me, I have a train to catch. And time and tide wait for no man, and walked quickly off before breaking into a slight trot. Then a light gallop. Then I ended up in the hedge, and that is where all this started. In conclusion. I would say that after queuing up at the cake shop of Love for ages, I've accidentally bought two cakes, and I'm sitting in a bush. 11.56pm. Oh, yet more marvellous, marvellous news. The blunder boys are lurking around in the park, probably setting fire to themselves and practising being crap, which they needn't bother doing, as they are top at it anyway. They'll all sense I'm here in a minute and come looming out at me. The blunderboys have got radar for girls within half a mile. Thirty seconds later. Mark Biggob, who lives in my street and who I accidentally snogged once, and who has the largest lips known to humanity, larged out of the gloom and saw me panting in the hedge. He was looking at my nungers, which were heaving up and down. Stop heaving and retreat into your over-the-shoulder boulder holder, you stupid nungers. Mark said, I see you're all pleased to see me, girls. How repellent is he? I ignored him and got up with a dignity at all times sort of attitude. As I was brushing past him, he said, "'Steady, darling, you nearly knocked me over.' The rest of the trainee idiots had sidled up by then, and they sniggered and choked on their fags. Still, on the bright side, cigarettes stunt your growth, so with a bit of luck, most of them will remain about three for eight. Mark Biggob said, "'I see you've got the horn. Is it for me?' "'Is he mad?' is he implying that I have got the horn for him? I'd rather plunge my head into a bucket of whelks than let him anywhere near me. I can't believe that his hand once rested on my bazoomer, and that his enormous gob had squelched around my face. Lack! If anything, he gave me the anti-horn. Sadly, it was then I realised that in fact he was right. I did have the horn. Horns, actually. I was still carrying my Viking bison horns that I'd worn to rehearse Rosie's wedding dance. Still, what is so very unusual about that? Five minutes later. Quite a lot, actually, when you think about it, which I won't. Oh, double merde and ordure and poo. 12.15 a.m. Got to my street. My tootsies are killing me. The light is still on in the front room. Oh, no. That means the terminally insane, Mutti and Fati, are still up. I must avoid them at all costs. I can't speak to them, not now, not any time if I have my way. I snuck really, really quietly through the front door and stashed my horns in a secret place where they will never be found. The ironing basket. Ah, safely in. Now, quietly, quietly up the stairs to my room. Quietly, quietly, like a little mousy. Mousy girl opening little doorsies. Shh, shh nearly safe, quietly into the room like a quiet thing on quiet tablets. No sign of the furry freak brothers, also known as my cat's Angus and his cross-eyed son Gordon, thank the Lord. As I opened my bedroom door, Gordy's face appeared upside down an inch away from my fringe. I looked into his mad cross eyes. Why does he do that? Lurk on top of the door like a bat. He did a little croaky noise and licked my face with his horrid rough tongue. I managed not to cry out or be sick. 12.25 a.m. There is a half-eaten mouse on my pillow. 12.30 a.m. Oh, God. That means that Gordy licked my face after he had crunched up the mousey head.